Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. I'm Linda Vino, and I will be your host for today. Today's devotional, Idol, takes us through scripture that's found in Exodus 20, verse 4. Now, when reading scripture, finding out the context of the scripture is extremely helpful because it adds to our understanding. God called Abraham, who was to become the father of a nation of Israel, to leave his home and to travel to a land that he would give him and his descendants. Now, by faith, Abraham obeyed God. So did his son Isaac and Isaac's son Jacob. Generations later, the Israelites found themselves in Egypt as slaves. Now, God spoke to Moses and gave him and his brother Aaron specific things to say and do in Egypt in order for Pharaoh to allow the Israelites to leave this land and travel to the land that God had promised them. These are the 10 plagues that we read about in Exodus chapters 7 through 11. Finally, the Israelites were allowed to leave and their journey led them into the wilderness and to Mount Sinai. Now, since Israel was about to become an independent nation, God gave to Moses 10 guidelines so that the Israelites could live in a way that pleased God. In Egypt, they were surrounded by myriads of gods, and the two verses of Exodus 20 declared to them that God Almighty was the only one that they were to worship. I mean, after all, God will give them the land and the victory over their enemies, the bounty of the earth, and his presence in the tabernacle. Their responsibility, only to worship him and him alone. Now, why did God have to remind the people to worship him only? Well, because the Israelites have lived in Egypt for 430 years. And during that time, they were exposed to a myriad of Egyptian gods. I'm sure some of them even had idols in their homes and worshiped these man-made idols along with worshiping God Almighty. God's new foreign relationship with Israel reminds me of a story of a lady who decided that she wanted a pet. So she went to the nearest pet adoption center and after looking at a variety of animals, she chose a cute little dog. And she paid the price for the pet, bought a leash and a collar, brought him home. But during their time together, she took care of him. She took him to the groomer. She brought him to the vet when he was sick. She made sure that he had food and water and played with him. When she left the room, he would follow her because he wanted to be wherever she was. Their relationship was loving and exclusive. Well, that is until the lady rented a room to a person who needed a place to stay. Over time, the lady's cute little dog began wanting to be with the other person and would follow her wherever she went. They would go on walks together and the new friend would even take the dog in the car with her. While the dog's affection wavered, The lady who bought the dog still took him to the groomer, the vet, and provided a home, food, and love. So was it unreasonable for the lady who bought the dog and loved and cared for the dog to expect the dog would remain loyal? By indicating to the Israelites that they were to have no other gods before him and that they were not to make any idol to worship, was that an unreasonable request? After all, he was their God who adopted them and cared for them. There were many laws that God gave to the new nation that day on Mount Sinai, but the most important was the first two commandments. They would be the foundation of the nation of Israel and what would separate them from all other nations. 
Now, this year is no different than thousands past. God's charge to us who believe in Jesus remains the same as his charge to the new nation of Israel. We are not to make any idol, not to worship another, not to waver in our devotion to the Lord Almighty. And here's the thing. These commandments are still the foundation of our faith and still separate believers from unbelievers. J.I. Packer commenting on this verse notes that making idols can have two outcomes. Negatively, it is a warning sign against ways of worship and religious practice that leads us to dishonor God and falsify his truth. Positively, it is a summons to recognize God, the creator, is transcendent, mysterious, and inscrutable beyond the range of any imagining or philosophical guesswork of which we are capable. Our idols today can include success or fame, our abilities, even our own pride. Placing a high value on possessions and money, those can be an idol as well. The rich young ruler in the Gospel of Mark came to Jesus asking how he could obtain eternal life. The man explained to Jesus that he was a righteous man who followed all the commandments and thought that he could gain eternal life by his good works. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go sell all that you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. And how did the young man respond? Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. The man retained his idol, money, but he lost his soul. Mark 16, 26 states a sobering consequence to holding on to idols. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? When we focus on our idols, we lose focus on God and we marginalize our devotion to him. We fail to recognize that our minds, our skills, our possessions are all gifts from God. Continuing Packer's quote, knowing this should summon us to humble ourselves, to listen and to learn of God and to let him teach us what he is and how we should think of him. The Israelites in their wilderness journey faced many obstacles only God could remedy, not idols, not their own abilities and skills, only the Almighty One who caused water to gush from a rock and food to descend from heaven. Each one of us has to decide for ourselves if our devotion to God will be like the dog of my story or the rich young ruler who met Jesus, or will we remove anything in our lives that takes our focus off God? As the scripture says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray. Lord God, we know you and we love you and we trust in you. God, would you give us the ability to lay our idols at your feet and to stay focused fully on you, the almighty God, the creator of the universe who knows us best. God, would our devotion be only to you and to you alone. It is in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.